Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we are grateful tonight to have with us a friend of mine, uh, Tim Shorey. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, what he's been up to uh, and why he's here, particularly related to a book he's written recently that we wanted to get on and talk about because not only is the, is, the, is the information in the book compelling, but the ideas are compelling. And we thought it'd be great for this broadcast to be able to have him uh, share with us. So Tim is a friend of mine. I'm going to let him introduce himself uh, to you, but uh, he's a fellow pastor and uh, and a uh, fellow servant of the Lord. So Tim, tell us about yourself. And, and Tim is a friend of mine as well. Oh, yes. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's more a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jared. Uh, great great to be here. This I've been looking forward to this uh, myself and uh, it looks like a, a t- an interesting time uh, together <laughs> here. Um, well, for those who don't know me, uh, I am married for 42 years to my incredible wife, Gaylene. We have uh, six children, 13 grandchildren, pastor for 38 years, uh, currently pastoring of Risen Hope Church in um, Delaware County, PA, just about to move to Prospect Park, uh, mm-hmm. PA. So just from that little bio right there, uh, my life's relationships, it's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. wife, children, grandchildren, mm-hmm. congregation of a couple hundred yeah. people, and uh, probably is the uh, kind of the birthplace of so much of what I write about in the book that you mentioned, but it's good to be here and mm-hmm. uh, to share this time with you guys great it's great having you Uh, just in full disclosure uh i actually helped tim uh with the plant back in 2015 in risen hope out of covenant fellowship and uh had a privilege of serving for two years um one of two of the greatest years of my life uh serving with you um helping that church launch and uh and love my church uh but was very sad Hmm. to leave um and so, but one of the things that I, I, I loved about the experience, I think we, we both were shocked at was, was just, you know, we went there thinking we would have sort of a certain type of church plant and it became a very different type of church plant without any intention, just sort of developed that way. And so, so can you tell us a little bit about that and what the experience was? Yeah, we, we, um, Landed there with with our group of uh, several dozen people, a, a diverse group, yeah, um, diverse, yeah. uh, and interestingly, you know, biracial couples, a number of them, just very open, very eager, very very ready to jump in, and uh, <laughs> landed in a community that was very diverse, and and soon. Uh, we began to see uh, the effect of that on our life as a church. Uh, so Risen Hope uh, is a congregation of, I don't know, somewhere between 15, 20 different ethnicities That's and awesome. is uh, very diverse in its makeup and very uh, filled with joy over that, though, of course, in today's culture and world, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. lots of challenges yeah. and and. Maybe we'll get into that a bit yeah. later, but it's uh, 
it's been an incredible ride. Uh, one of those experiences where you realize you really are getting a taste of heaven. Um, yeah. It has been that. And yeah. You'll recall that from yeah. the days yeah. there where my experience uh, standing after Sunday worship, standing by the door waiting for people to uh, say hi, uh, and just standing there and looking out over a congregation yeah. with such uh, wonderful ethnic and cultural uh, yeah. distinctiveness but brought together in the gospel <laughs> is was just uh, was heaven on earth yeah, on her. yeah. And, and still is I yeah know. i remember yeah you know, and i'm sure you felt the same way going man i am pretty white yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that yeah. right it was a fresh kind of experience. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah okay yeah. so this is what it's like to be white yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well it's you know it has been such an enriching experience yeah and again anticipating maybe later yeah. conversation but such an enriching experience that it's it's hard to imagine myself yeah. in any other ministry context mm. other than one like this or yeah. this very one because it just uh wow the, this what it does to you yeah. how it deepens you and mm. changes you and mm -hmm. humbles you and yeah. and expands you and enlarges you all yeah. of that on a week in week out yeah basis so so, yeah. incredible privilege Oh, yeah. So uh, what I want to do to, is jump into the book. I'm going to hold the book up here for these various cameras, wherever they are. Respect the image, um, reflecting human worth and uh, how we listen and talk. Uh, it's just a great book. Um, I read it just knowing you're a great writer, knowing what you have to say. Actually, having heard some of this in, in sermon form uh, at Risen Hope. Uh, was excited to see it get into print, and uh, and uh, it's really helped me. Um, so I wanted to just kind of get from you, just your thoughts, why you wrote it, why this. You have a lot of ideas that you can write about. Why this one mm -hmm. right now? Yeah, really, the, the birth of the book, I said earlier, out of relationships and, and uh, church life, but also out of years and years of counseling, Mm. Um, I've, yeah, can't even count how many hours of counseling uh, as you have. Mm -hmm. In counseling sessions, I, I began to detect, you know, some 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that there were, uh, I, I identified three primary needs that I seemed to keep confronting in counseling. One was people need to know more about God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, they need their view of God to be expanded, exalted, uplifted, uh, transforming for their lives. Two, they needed more of the gospel, what it meant and means to be in Christ and who Christ is and what Christ has done for us through the cross, through the resurrection, ascension, and his reign for us. But then the third one kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, people don't know how to communicate. Hmm. Uh, so it seems I, like you're going like lofty, lofty. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And then <laughs> all of a sudden just <laughs> down to this, you know, this nitty gritty, yeah. you know, rubber meets road yeah. context. That's a hard landing. <laughs> yeah. And it was just this, just a sense that time and again, whether it was parenting or marriage or relationships mm -hmm. in the church or getting along with their boss at yeah. work yeah. or whatever, uh, never mind, you know, even deeper, more difficult relationships and 
terms of cultural and things of that nature. It's just like people don't know how to do this mm -hmm. and seem unaware that the Bible has so much to say about communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you read the book of Proverbs, right. and it's one after another that just is laying out for us the, the kind of how-to for relationships and, and communication. And so uh, over time, that developed into some material that, I interestingly, I think it was my first teaching of the material actually went on in a public high school hmm. over hmm. in New Jersey way back in the 90s. One of the women in our church was a, a teacher of the family living course in the public high school. And she said, hey, can you come in and teach this material? So I, I must have done that five years in a row with hmm. senior classes. Hmm. And... Uh, you know, you have to, in that context, you have to be discreet in how you... Right. So I used to say, as an old, an ancient Hebrew proverb would say, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. it'll go, go that route. Um, yeah. uh, but it was uh, really eye-opening to me in terms of the, the need for this. I would, I would ask these seniors in high school, how long can you go without losing your temper? Hmm. And without exception, every class... Virtually every hand would, would go up and say, less than a day, mm -hmm. less than a day. Mm -hmm. And it awakened me to the, the crisis yeah. Yeah. of anger and uh, hostility that is, yeah. that is going on in the everyday lives of people all around us. And, um, and so much of that is communication. Mm -hmm. So much of that is a failure. To listen yeah. carefully and to speak carefully. So this just pushed me further and further into the scriptures. Yeah. And uh, over time, I taught the material in who knows how many different contexts and was kind of awaiting with six kids and, and busy ministry life. I kind of postponed my writing ministry mm. until... The house was empty, and uh, uh, it is now empty, and so it just gave me a chance to put this into wow. book form. Yeah. And then it was some of the theological concepts of communication that begin to really inform it, yeah. so it wasn't just a list of yeah. how-tos. Well, I was uh, going to ask you, it seems like uh, you can find a lot of material about how-tos in communication, and some by Christian authors, some by, you know... And the good practical stuff, if you do this, your communication will improve. What, what makes what you're saying different than that? that mm. How do you differentiate what you're saying than just sort of let me just give you wise, even wise proverbial advice? Yeah. How do you, where do you root that? And there are, there are great books out there yeah. on, on communication. I think what came to me in the writing of the book was that uh, I did not want it to be this kind of moralistic, mm -hmm. you know, proverb style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, here's a list of things to do. <laughs> but on the other hand, I didn't want it to be just a, a theological work on True. communication. Um, uh, I have seen both yeah. uh, available, and each is good, but I've rarely seen them together hmm. in, one, in one volume. So my aim in the book is, is to start very theological, yeah. Uh, and then even throughout each chapter, mm -hmm. make sure that we we connect to a, how this truth of communication reflects 
the character of God. This yeah. is how he communicates with us. This mm-hmm. is how he listens to us or um, how it reflects how God treats us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, weaving in gospel throughout all of that as well. So again, it, it is not just a, a list of do's and don'ts, but uh, it's rooted in yeah. who God is and then how God treats us and how Christ loves us and yeah. cares for us. So if you get somebody read your book, and they get the gist of it. They get the point. What 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 kind of effect do you want that to have on them? What would you like to see the fruit of the book hmm. in someone's life? What would that be? I I do hope that the the theological truths number one that God is a communicating mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. yeah, which is rich theology mm-hmm. that dates back well since creation. Um, uh, so that's not new to me in yeah. any way, but just just thinking that through, that when we talk about communication, we're, we're talking about something that's wondrous. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's marvelous. We, God does this with us, mm-hmm. um, and when we do it with each other, uh, when we communicate, when we listen and talk, we are, we're exchanging mm-hmm. You know, something that's on the inside of me gets to the inside of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just a, it's a mysterious thing. Yeah. It's a, a wonderful thing. Uh, and I want people to get a feel mm-hmm. for that. And, you know, the, the title of the book, Respect the Image, just, if, they, if people walk away with nothing else... Yeah. That is, in my, in my mind, that is the essential thing. If you really get that, mm-hmm. what it means that we are made in the image of God, what it means that you are made in the image of God, and how that should affect how I listen and how I talk. If people walk away just with that, uh, with an intent to, to apply it, to, to actually practice the implications of it, they'll be changed. Yeah. Um, uh, the practicals that are in the book um, are are there because it seems like there's all too often a, a, a gap between the theology and the app, right. the application yeah. and and ooh it's a cool idea respect the image <laughs> yes yeah. um, but if you're not if you're not chilling as chapter yeah. one says or if you you know if you're not meaning what you say or. Yeah or nourishing with grace or celebrating others, all titles for various chapters. If you're not doing those things, you're not actually respecting the image. Yeah. yeah. And all it is is a an idea in in your head or our head. So my goal is to somehow wed those two, the the the, the mysterious and the wondrous in terms of who God is and mm-hmm. who we are made in his image, together with uh, the very intensely practical yeah. material yeah. that is filled with real life illustrations mm-hmm. uh, that I think people can easily relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do I what do I hope people get from it? There's there's a sense in which this this is this may sound grandiose, but I, I it can change the culture of a home yeah. to live this way. Mm-hmm. It can change everything mm-hmm. in a church. And a church, yeah. and a pastoral team. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been called in to engage with mission teams. I've been called in to uh, interact with um, ministry teams yeah. um, because people just 
we're just not getting it. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, and it uh, it can change everything. It's a cultural shift yeah. uh, when we begin to respect the image yeah. of God in other. And by that, you mean that that we've been, you know, we we reflect the image of God. We've been created that way. And so there's a dignity and worth that's inherent in anyone um, just because they're human. And it's out of that that we, so, and I'm just going to plan this out of my mind. So we're not looking at somebody based on whether I agree with your views or not primarily, whether I, you know, your, your skin, your ethnicity your background your gender your you know the first thing i look at is the fact that you were made in the image of god how does that shape how i approach you that's kind of at the heart of what you're exactly right i mean think about it what is the very first thing said about humans in scripture what is what's the first thing we learn and god said let us make man in our image Mm -hmm. that's in one sense, you could say the definition of what it means mm-hmm. to be human. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Genesis 1 is man in his created dignity. Genesis 3 is man falling into depravity. The gospel is God restoring that mm-hmm. dignity and, yeah. and, uh, and helping us to respect others yeah. who have that dignity. Um, yeah, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. That changes everything. And you know, I often say you, you've never looked at an ugly person. Mm-hmm. You've never looked at a worthless person or a mm-hmm. deplorable person or mm-hmm. a, uh, a piece of garbage or, mm-hmm. you know, there, yeah. you know there, there, there is no such thing. Yeah. To be human is to be created with dignity, you know, crowned, Psalm 8, right. crowned with glory and majesty. I yeah. mean, that, you know, for those of us who are reformed, who <laughs> like to focus on the depravity right, of man, right, right. Uh, there's a little shake-up for sure, us. Yeah, um, yeah, for real. My Bible says, first, we are majestic. Mm-hmm. Then we are depraved. Mm-hmm. Then we are restored to that majesty. Yeah. Christ will lead many sons into glory. Yeah. Hebrews 2. Um, kind of a great news Made in God's image, bad news, <laughs> fallen mm. into sin, great news, yeah. restored in God's image. Yeah, and it just changes everything. Sure, yeah. It just changes yeah. everything. You have thoughts? I'm gonna, I got yeah, and just the, uh, even with, with how you're speaking, the, the more grander view of God is, the more intense that respect and love for those made in his image is going to be. So even in, like, if we get this... Yeah. The, the more we stutter other types of theology or the more we grow in our doctrine of God and who he is and his glory and his beauty, uh, the more it's going to make us love one another better because yeah. um, we're going to be compelled even deeper. Like as our love for God deepens, so will our love for those made in his image. And as you're talking, it just, it just sounds like this is something that, you know, we'll never really like get it. Like it's like kind of like humility. It's like, it's something that we need to constantly be bringing before God. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'll never just be like, oh, I respect the image in everyone perfectly. Like, all mm-hmm. my conversations, I never yeah. degrade this person or, or right, treat, right, them, right. treat yeah. them as less than it's something I talk like, about that in the book. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, this, I always, or I never, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. you it's might right. want to avoid those words. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, this feels like something that you need to read and get and then reread and revisit, even like, 
as a, like I've used this even as a primer before difficult conversations. Like there are certain chapters or even just that little bookmark that's in here where it has your mm -hmm. uh, communicate thing on it. Just looking through those things. Um, you went into my bookmark, man. You didn't get a bookmark. <laughs> oh, oh, there, okay. there, there you go. It is, there it is. You didn't really read the book. I read the book. I got it all marked up. It's all marked up. Uh, didn't need the bookmark because I read so fast. But yeah, just something that we're always refining and always um, asking God for help. And, and uh, that's this is wonderful. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it is something we can and I think we must cultivate. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, I think we can grow in our awareness of this just by training yeah. our eyes, our minds, our thoughts, our words to, okay, remember who you're talking right, to right. here. This person has value. Make mm -hmm. sure your tone, make sure your word choice, make sure everything about you yeah. is communicating that mm -hmm. value. Good, good. So you have this beautiful... Uh, majestic word you used mm -hmm. idea and you fill it out with an acrostic uh, communicate as an acrostic in each chapter is based on one of those letters so you're thinking okay we've got this grand design and the first chapter you read is on chill chill <laughs> and i'm thinking it's chill oh chill okay <laughs> you know i would kind of think there'd be something like another big huge <laughs> theological word that would be started you get out of the gate with something big but you, well, so, like so why do you, you choose may chill? prefer this i i wrestled with chill or calm yourself or compose thyself either one would have worked yeah. to go with the c yeah. so yeah but i went with chill okay <laughs> So what do you mean by chill? Because uh, to me, that means don't do anything. <laughs> At least in my world. Yeah. In my personal usage of the term. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I mean by it, uh, calm down. Calm down, okay, calm good. Calm down, yeah. uh, chill, just chill. Yeah. Yeah. chill. So, so, so uh, give it, me a context where, okay, yeah, you're, you're trying to sort of say, Tim's written this, what am I going to do here? Chill. Go to the conversation. What does that mean? Well, you know, again, uh, biblically, you can, okay, where do I even get the idea? You yeah. know, it, um, Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away mm -hmm. wrath. Uh, basically saying chill. You know, yeah. if you chill, <laughs> you're going to take the, the gasoline out of right. a conflict. And in many cases, it turns away wrath. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, and theologically, the Lord is slow to anger and ready to forgive. The Lord is not impulsive or reactive yeah. in his anger. He, he is calm. He is patient. He is long-suffering. Um, I like dwelling on that in that first mm -hmm. chapter yeah. because, it just, okay, this is how God treats yeah. us. Let's, let's do the same mm -hmm. for each other. And, uh, you know, I work through that chapter. I... I you know, first of all, just uh, make sure that I establish biblically just how many proverbs there are that talk about this. And and Paul is very, in Ephesians 4, he talks mm -hmm. about putting away all wrath yeah. and all anger and all clamor. Those are all non-chill yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. Those, that's all the opposite of I chill. I keep forgetting that he uses the word all in there. He does use all. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Uh, uh, it's the, the you know the proverbs are proverbs. These are imperatives. Yeah. These, these are apostolic yeah. commands, yeah. pretty absolute. Yeah. Uh, so that there needs to we need to feel the weight of that. Yeah. That right. chilling is 
Chilling is not an option. Right. But I make the point that it, it is a choice. Mm. And it's a choice we need to make yeah. more often. And we do make when it serves our purposes. Yeah. It seems like the opposite of what you, you hear phrase these days because, you know, I'm coming in hot. Oh, yeah. You know, where, yeah. you know, it's, it's a military term, but, you know, we're, we're coming in, we're yeah. coming in shooting. And there's this idea that, yeah, I, I need to, and I've done that before. I've, with people, I've, I felt like this person needs to hear something. Right. Right. And they need to hear it with some gravity. Right. But behind that gravity, a lot of times, is not the weight of, of holiness. It's, I'm pretty ticked off. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> exactly. I'm mad at this guy yeah, for yeah, being mad right. yeah, at somebody so, else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And God's behind my anger. Yeah. And we're just going to go for it. Uh, so. Yeah, so, you know, I, I use, I mean, it's a well-known illustration. I got it from who knows where decades ago. But the, the familiar illustration of, um, you know, you're around the table and you're, you're, three-year-old spills the milk and mm -hmm. mom or dad just goes into a rage and all of a sudden the, f the phone dings or rings whatever uh and what happens well mom or dad pick up the phone and in mid rage is suddenly talking with a very calm voice yeah. and demonstrates mm -hmm. that self-control which is really yeah. what we're getting at right. self-control is a choice it's yeah. it's it's yeah. I, you didn't have to lose it. Right. Um, you lost it because you chose to. Yeah. In that moment, uh, you wanted to get even. You wanted to make yeah. your point. You wanted whatever. Um, but the expression, anger by itself is not sinful. What yeah. you do with it, how you manifest it, how you express it, uh, well, that's where the, the sin comes yeah. in or yeah. not if, if, yeah. if we're doing it. As we are, so. So you're not talking about you just need to be like uh, always flatlined emotionally. No, because you do <laughs> have emotions. Yes, right? you got to deal with them. And uh, and the next chapter in the book is open up, yeah. which is mm -hmm. really the balance to chapter one. If right. if all you do is chill and you're never opening up, you're never. Mm -hmm you know, speaking honestly and truly about what's on the inside. Uh, and that, that'll involve emotion. That'll involve yeah. the real you. Who are you on the inside? Yeah. If you're never opening up and all you're doing is chilling, well, yeah. That, yeah. that does nothing for the relationship. Uh, yeah. We need to chill so that we can open up mm. in, in a context of peace yeah. rather than rage or... Mm high emotion yeah. and as you work through the book there's just you know each point in my mind it, it just kind of expands and um expands and enriches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not just this boring blah yeah chill yeah uh it is a it's an interactive dynamic relationship where you're you're chilling but you're yeah. you're open and yeah. honest and Intimate in a way. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, you you get into vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one more question, um, and then I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. All right. He does uh, that. So uh, my question is this: you you talk about uh, that that disagreement isn't a bad thing, and I know that people have a problem with that. I mean, we just instinctively, if you don't agree with me, that separates us. Mm. And I know part of what you're doing in the book is you're trying to say we should be able to talk through things. Yeah. 
even and even come to an idea that we're disagreeing. So talk to me about disagreement because I think we're we're in a culture right now mm-hmm. where where if if we have to agree, we're going to tend to get into our tribes right. with people we agree with, and those right. seem to get more fractured as we go yeah. anyway. Yeah. So so talk about this idea of communication, what you're talking about, and disagreement. Mm-hmm. Again, I you know just. Not to not to sound spiritual, but the 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 text that some of this is rooted in Romans fourteen, where Paul mm. talks about if there are differing opinions, don't quarrel mm. over those. And then he proceeds to say to each of us, you know, be convinced in your own mind. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, and each one of us will stand before the Lord. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, God's going to have the last word and the last say on this. Mm. It's okay to disagree. Be convinced in your own mind. You don't have to agree to be unified. Mm. You don't have to agree to walk in love. Uh, and I'm convinced, you know, the, the longer I go um, in life and ministry and in the present dynamics in our world, that there's a lot of things on which we're not going to agree. Yeah. We have, we have different life experiences. We have different narratives. We have... Uh, different trials, we have different losses, we have different family mm-hmm. upbringing. Um, we have different sources, trusted sources of information yeah. that are pretty much mutually exclusive. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're contentious. Yeah. and yeah. Ours is always balanced. Oh, always, yeah. always. <laughs> yes. yeah. You know, it's not, and, and it's not just that they're, they're Opposite points of view, but they're oppositional. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good points of view. Yeah. Uh, they are they are at each other, mm-hmm. um, and so people who who have good hearts in many ways, all of us uh, who want to get along, but we we just see the world so differently. And, and what do you do with that? Yeah, you know, I come more and more to realize I I don't think we have to agree. I think we have to yeah. try to understand. I think we have to try to empathize. But there's going to come a point at which we're going to have to look at each other as brothers, sisters in the Lord and just yeah. say, you're my brother. Yeah. Jesus died for you like he yeah. died yeah. for me. And yeah. we may never agree and we may disagree strongly, mm-hmm. but I'm going to love you. Yeah. And I'm not walking out on this yeah. just because we can't agree on this. And I think, you know, you go back to Romans 14, Paul was talking about some pretty significant differences, Mm -hmm. deep cultural differences, deep religious differences, even holy days. You know, imagine if somebody came along today and said, well, you shouldn't observe Christmas or or whatever. I mean, that was what was going on. These were intense disagreements. Um, And Paul says, live with them. Mm-hmm. Just you know, know what you believe, what you're convinced of. That's between you and God. And at some point, Romans 14, the kingdom of God mm. is not food and drink. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's that's the bottom mm. line. Now, again, we should talk. We should try to understand. We should try to listen, obviously listen carefully and learn everything we can. And many other points that are made in the book in terms of how we interact with all that. Um, But disagreement itself is you're only the only way you're not going to have any disagreement is if you have two people who are omniscient 
and and they know everything about yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, th- that's the only way there's not going to be disagreement because yeah. again we mm. we don't even see this table the same way. We don't you know it's yeah. it's. Uh, so um, I'm going to transition a little bit, uh, but one more question for you on the book. Uh, which of these is the greatest challenge for you right now? <laughs> uh, um, all right, let me let me think them through. Uh, I have. A, I, have did we, we, I don't know if you yeah, listened yeah, them. No, I know, I, believe me, I know them by now. Our listeners haven't heard. We'll cheat you right there, right? We should let, let me read through them real quick because I don't think we listen for the okay, listeners. Yeah, stuff, but yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the thing is communicate and it's chill and there there's Bible verses for all these. Chill, open up, make time, mean what you say, understand what you hear, nourish with grace, initiate peace, celebrate others, assume you are wrong, think the best, examine your heart. There you go. I've said often that I think my uh, strongest kind of um, impulse temptation in my life is to be quickly angry with people who are quickly angry with others. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have much patience for mm-hmm. people's impatience. Mm. And it, the irony of, I have not yeah. missed the irony yeah. of that. And, <laughs> and there's all kinds of, you know, I should probably leap ahead to the last chapter, examine your heart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what exactly is going on there? But uh, in, my, in my self-righteousness, I'm quick to get upset with people who are upset. Yeah. Mm. Um, and again, that's just, that is bizarre. Um, I think in terms of what is probably the hardest for all of us, the examine your heart. Yeah. yeah. Where you really have to get down inside of yourself and say, okay, why am I not communicating in this way? What are the yeah. idols of my heart? James 4 yeah. stuff. That heart search is... Yeah. It's tough work. It's it's you have to be you have to be ruthless. Yeah, I, I tell myself, you know, what feels like can't is probably won't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I think I think one that if I can go to the other side, one that um, I've learned um, in more recent years that I think I enjoy maybe the most, is to celebrate others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, seeing the, the grace of God in other people, yeah. um, calling attention to that. Um, seeing the grace of God in the, the multicultural dimensions of the church mm-hmm. and, and realizing that what we're aiming for is a heaven where uh, the glory of the nations, of the ethnicities, is all going to be brought in mm-hmm. and and create this astonishing experience of all the best uh, that humans have ever done, sanctified to perfection Mm. in the worship of God. Um, Just the eternal celebration of God through all these image bearers and and cultures and the rest. Um, I love being in situations now where... um, I'm able to celebrate uh, 
cultural differences mm. and experience things that I just have never experienced before. It's yeah. very enriching. It's, it's, it produces a lot of worship and a lot of joy. And, um, so at a personal level, it's something, you know, again, I didn't do well in the first uh, 20 years of my ministry. I've, by God's grace, I think I'm doing better at it now. <laughs> uh, seeing grace in others and celebrating that is, is, a, is a pretty sweet That's great. thing. So Tim, love the book, and uh, I love you opening it up like this. And we could we could go a thousand directions. We could talk about marriage. We could talk about parenting. We could talk about friendships. We could talk about social media. I I, I would love to talk about social media, <laughs> <laughs> but we're out of time. Yeah. And so uh, thank you. Well, thank Thanks you for doing this. Really fun being yeah. here. Write write more. Write more. Okay. <laughs> Great. God willing. That's God right. willing.